I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's good, Internet? Welcome to the Syrupcast, otherwise known as the Mobile Syrup Podcast. It is the week of March 31st. We are li- you are listening to episode 114. We're not going to talk about the essay because who wants to talk about the essay? I'm just joking. Um <laughs> Recently returned from vacation, uh, Pat and I, we had our visit to the Cuban Luchador Wrestling League. Uh, it was a very successful tour. Uh, we are joined by Rose the Bear Bihar as well. Hello, hello. How are you? You guys, you guys look very tan and very muscular after that. Those uh, Cuban Luchadors. I like how he just says that, but doesn't explain any content. <laughs> like... All right, so. That's great. Shawshank McGillicuddy here. We tag teamed. Some luchadors. In, in, what else is there to say? I don't know if there's Nothing. luchadors in Cuba. Yeah, that was the other thing. I was. Is that a thing? Is I don't that? think. I don't think it's part of Cuban culture. <laughs> Joining us for the first time ever, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, is Daryl Atherington, t- uh, staff writer at TechCrunch. Hello. Yes. And also uh, part time at or uh, freelancing to, at the National Post. I've done that. Yeah. I have. Yeah. 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 And also, f- longtime friend of just mobile syrup and beta kid in general. Uh, helped us through the dark days when, I don't know, a long <laughs> time ago. A long time ago. So yeah. It's a long and dark story. Yeah. Uh, we won't get into history. Instead, we're going to talk about the essay, The Greatest Phone Ever Released. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so a lot. High praise. High praise. But first, let's get to some royalty-free beats, and then we'll talk about the essay. So, essay. Um, what I'm thinking, this is a really interesting phone in the sense we've seen so much of it leading up to uh, yesterday, but also the fact that it's unlike any other device I've ever seen in my life. It is literally the kitchen sink approach to the max, and it's just like, just give the people, even if they don't want it now, they will want it eventually. Just give them everything, whether it's uh continuum like experience whether it's like whatever kind of biometric authentication you want under the sun or uh you know curved screens so let's start with daryl because he is our guest of honor um one th- what is the i say it's best feature the best feature is the design of the display that, that is like the Boo. it looks good all it right looks great i haven't seen it in person though so it, I mean, it is it is really really it's, nice looking yeah yeah it looks amazing and that the other stuff is just samsung like that's just that's just what well, they've done so. they've always yeah. done it that way it's not yeah. i don't think it's a bad thing i think it's like just the samsung way right yeah you throw all the stuff in so what do you think it is is its most undercooked feature uh i mean i th- judging by all the reaction and and what i've heard from my colleagues bixby like mm-hmm. it looks oh, really? like it looks like that was not ready for prime time. But again, this is not really a thing I think that anybody should kind of ding Samsung for because I feel like if you look at the like the marketing was we have to make Bixby a big deal right now because that's the way we planned our launch. But the reality yeah. is they purchased Viv 
by the founders of it, Siri. Yeah. They're gonna that's gonna be their platform. This is this is a half baked thing that they tried. They did a development sprint on it. They were like, this isn't working. We gotta do something. And they already solved that problem. It's just the marketing hasn't caught up yet, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's a huge issue. I don't think in general assistants are at a place where it matters one way or another whether they're included right. or not. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but that's the least. Yeah. We'll talk about the design in a follow-up question, but Rose, favorite feature, undercooked feature. Uh, my favorite feature is probably Dex um, because I've heard that it's actually very good. I've seen good reviews for it so far. I haven't been able to try it out myself. But I also think it's it's kind of the future of where mobile is going, being able to use your phone to then have a desktop-like functionality for being able to use like mobile in general in a more expanded way and seamlessly pass from desktop to mobile. I think that's a great idea. And I think it's one that other uh, manufacturers probably pick up on in the mm-hmm. future. Undercooked feature? Undercooked. Um, so I would probably go with the design um, because I just Oof. don't think it's that you, groundbreaking. You hate shiny phones. I, I don't like shiny phones that are fingerprint magnets. Mm-hmm. I don't Did- like phones that are difficult to hold and sort of result in a lot of misclicks. <laughs> so curved edges, is, you know, it wasn't even a conversation point anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, of course we all want curved edges. Who said that? Who asked mm-hmm. the, the consumer whether they actually wanted curved edges Okay, or not? before you continue. And then also, <laughs> you know, it's not like, so they made this big deal of like, oh, wow, you know, we went from flip phone to smartphone. But since then, we haven't changed anything. But now, now everything is different. Everything is not different. It looks pretty much the same, except it's a little bit stretched out. Like, get out of here. So, Patrick, I was going to ask, and it's you'll... like fire words. Though. Okay, so, you just so drop yeah. like a I now respond to this firebrand with a new question. Um, as Rose pointed out, a lot of uh, Samsung's presentation was making kind of um, putting significance to the fact that this is now a kind of demarcation point for smartphones. You, you know, set aside the fact that the S6 had a curved screen, um, and the S7, of course, but they're like going forward, like this is the format of all smartphones to come. Do you see, is that like, do you think that's true? Like is curved where we're going, like these kind of bezel-less displays or is like, Apple, LG, doesn't matter, the company, HTC, going to come out with some kind of different form factor? I, I think it's something they're going to try for yeah. the next year. Like, every year there seems to be a trend. Like, last year it was mods. Um, LG obviously ditched that with the G6. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, both the G6 and the S8 have kind of this weird aspect ratio, and I think that that is this year's thing. And to me, anyways, what I see in terms of the cycles of smartphones is every year companies sort of have this theme that they try and if it works they stick with it if it doesn't work they have a new thing the following year um so mods didn't work and now this year the new thing is these weird aspect ratios Mm -hmm. yeah i think the bezels are i I actually do think they're gone and i think i think that like a a bit of what samsung is doing there is like anticipatory uh pr like they're doing we know that apple's going to do this later uh based on leaks and available information if we say this now we look prescient and we look category leading right that's true Mm-hmm. It's but it is everyone's going to go that way. It's I don't I don't think it's a fad either. I think that's going to end up being just the sticky thing, mm-hmm. provided they can get because the only problem there is not really obfuscation of information along the edges. Like it's just ensuring that touches and accidental touches along those sides don't mm-hmm. register as an intentional input. Mm-hmm. Once that's solved, 
there's it's benefit. Like it, as long as you have a chin and a forehead and you can use those to sort of view media, there's no downside really to having that additional. There's there's apps mm-hmm. too that need to sort of hit that go different edge aspect edge. ratio and go go yeah. edge to edge. I think that for me that's one of the the biggest issues. Yeah, yeah. There there's definitely uh, development and like UX issues that have to be figured out. So too. I I didn't uh, I didn't catch this in the presentation, but is like some of the kind of features they built into Samsung Experience that are supposed to take care advantage of the edge screen, are those still part of the UI? So like edge tasks, right? Like, are they still trying to push this? Like, it's not very great functionality, no. but like, you know, cause that's kind of the issue that's been, as I've seen it with the S6 uh, edge and the S7 edge was like, it's kind of a feature looking for significance and meaning uh, because like they can't really they haven't found a really great use case for other than it looks great and Truly, yeah. it helps our bottom line see yeah. that's my issue with it is whether it sticks or not from a design perspective i think it's a gimmick and i think we're not like we're gonna see new gimmicks every year like pat says um but that's all going to be leading up to a true change in form factor mm-hmm. whether it's foldable or whether it's wearable or whether it's you know glasses that sort of thing mm-hmm. but i think we'll see these tiny tiny tweaks i mean we we just you know the the phone market just is stagnant there's mm-hmm. not that much more you can do with the form as it is now mm-hmm. yeah and those features are definitely that's that's another samsung thing is like we will do this because it is available and because we think it will add value or yeah. demonstrate value mm-hmm. and it's a thing where other makers will have more restraint. Like they'll be like, "This is fine to do, just because. Look at it; it looks great. Mm-hmm. That's enough, right? Yes. We have the factories. Samsung <laughs> doesn't have that in its DNA, but it also, I don't think it detracts from it. That the because as long as it's not a feature that triggers accidentally every time you try to do something else, or it doesn't blow up in your face, yeah, then it's fine <laughs> to have it in there. But yeah, poor Samsung; they didn't address that at all. No, no, they just kind of like. <laughs> shoved it under the rug yeah Yeah, they said a very small thing about having a hard year i think yeah i I think my favorite feature is the design like i Mm -hmm. I really like the design of it i think it's one of the nicest looking phones um that i've ever seen unlike rose (laughs) (laughs) you didn't like the g6 either right no i didn't like the g6 i have a very particular taste in phones you have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> um, I, I really like the design. I think the design is cool. I think that Bixby was a little undercooked um, during the sort of pre-brief thing that I had. Uh, I was the Bixby portion of it was very short. We we're kind of like uh, herded out of that area very quickly. I don't think they had a lot to to show off with it, specifically because there's not a ton of app integration. And that's universal too. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, it's not like a few people were like, "My demo went bad." It's like every single person yeah. said, this, oh, really? yeah. "This demo was so, not good." So they were like, "Okay." I, I remember another journalist there asked, "So what, what apps support it?" Um, so it was all Samsung's proprietary apps, like the email, a lot of stuff that some people don't even use. They use Google Suite of of apps or whatever app they choose. They don't use the proprietary Samsung ones. Um, so those will go full screen. Um, everything else will not. It'll just show up in windowed mode. And then um, I asked, like, what else is there going to be? Is there stuff that you can announce that's coming? Um, so Microsoft Office stuff will eventually go full screen. Um, and they're also working with Adobe. So stuff like Lightroom Mobile and things like that, which I think is kind of cool. Like, if you wanted to do some on-the-go photo editing and you have a mm-hmm. monitor available, I don't know when I would do that because I would have my laptop with me. But I can right. kind of see a bit of a utility. Oh, you're talking about the Dex stuff. Yeah, the Dex. Oh, Dex, yeah. 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 Um, I Wait, just, so was that the shortest 
presentation? Dex? Yeah, or yeah it, was, it was really short. Oh, Dex. Dex. Yeah. I think we got our because we yeah. talk about Bixby. Oh, you're talking yeah. about Bixby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like, um, I, the Bixby thing was really short, too. Yeah. Uh, and also, I couldn't try out of any okay. try out any Bixby's features because mm-hmm. the phones weren't connected to to data. Um, so, but for me, it was Dex was the biggest shortcoming. So Dex, speaking of Dex, you know, that's... That's kind of a vision of computing we've seen, obviously, other companies like Microsoft iterate and put a lot of faith in. But yet, I'm not so convinced that consumers actually want to take a phone and use it as a desktop computer. Yeah. What's your take on that, Daryl? It's it's like a it's a thing. It's like the philosopher's stone of like technology. Like it's okay. a thing yeah. that everyone has pursued. Like this is a wonderful thing. Once we can finally turn lead into gold, then yeah, you know, we'll have solved it. But it. it and it's never worked out. It's not once yeah. worked out. I think the pad phone might be the the strongest example. Or the mm. what was it? The phone pad. There was a phone pad and a pad phone. I don't remember which one, which worked which way by Asus. Do you remember? Oh, that? the, the yeah. had like the full screen mode thing. Yeah, and it was. It I was remember that. you're talking about. Yeah. And then and then Microsoft like they were very very bold with their like continuum Windows. It's going to work perfectly, and then yeah. it just did not at all. It, I think that was one of the biggest box where yeah. it's like. A, Come on, guys. That's a, that's just a lie about what it actually works like, right? Yeah. So, why do you think it didn't work? Is it what is it down to? Processing power? Or I think it was a big part of it was processing power. There, there's a part of that. I think there's a part of like, I mean, there. I feel like at this point, because we do have devices that are mobile devices that have more processing power than some of our non-mobile traditional computing devices. Like yeah. MacBook he points over. at the MacBook. Yes. <laughs> uh, and and. It, but I just think there's something else that's fundamentally. I think that maybe that is a thing that seems wonderful in in like an engineer's mind about a thing that they would like to be able to do with their device. It's not something that is a necessarily a problem for any other kind of user, mm-hmm. and it's a thing where no matter how great you get that that ability to transition from one to the other, there's still going to be compromises that you wouldn't have if you were able to dedicate design to one specific purpose or another. But compromises could be okay if it still adds value in terms of handiness. Like this yeah. is maybe not something you're going to do all the time, but say like if you go to a co-working space or a library or something where you can plug into a monitor and use your specific apps, that still adds value, don't you think? It does, but I just don't know if it becomes a thing because that it still has to add enough value that it it, it becomes your preferred method. Like. It, in any, any case like that where you're like in a compromise situation like you always end up making decisions about your workflow that that still lead to like the most efficient and most effective way to work mm-hmm. right like examples are like ipads and like like i specifically wrestle with this a lot i have like a desktop that is a dedicated desktop i have a laptop i have ipads i have a very like a large number of solutions and i'm always Playing. A flotilla of devices. Yeah. Flotilla. And I'm always like trying that. to balance out, like, what is the best possible, like, kit that I can bring to maximize, like, portability and efficiency and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, and I like, I, I just don't see a place where that's the winning model versus some of the other ones that are available. It's just too many compromises, even still today. Maybe there's a point in the future at some later date where all of those are resolved and there's, you know, there's, there's, not, there's not that many compromises and it feels great, but... I, there's no historical evidence of that happening. So I feel like this is an idea that it lives or dies depending on whether Google buys into it. And, yep. you know, because, and I think historically we've seen Samsung try some ideas like, you know, uh, fingerprint authentication where Samsung it iterates on like the MVP as it were, 
you know, and it's like below min or viable in some cases. And then Google takes it, polishes it, and actually makes it like useful to people. So with the fingerprint authentication, they've uh, created the Nexus imprint API. And then now you see fingerprint authentication works great on every Android device. Do you see Google buying into this idea and kind of polishing it to the point where next week or the, when the, I don't know, like uh, the G7 rolls around, they're like, hey, we got a dock as well. And it works with Google's great API. You're saying that you think that Google is going to do something like this. Yeah, yeah. I would see that as a very logical thing for Google to do. Um, it, it is something that I've already heard a lot of like pixel owners who are my friends say, oh, that seems to be the coolest thing about the, the S8. So like, I don't know if they listen to their customer base. I think that their customer base would be interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it seems likely that they'll work on something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you need um, kind of need. I mean, it would be good to have some sort of Microsoft buy in or support. But of course, Microsoft is sort of a competitor. Continuum too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Daryl, what's your take on that? I think the Google has demonstrated interest. They, they, they with Chromebooks. Like they've they've tried mm-hmm. to do it the other way right. around, where they said Chromebooks now support Android apps to give us sort of a right. library. Yeah. Um, but that worked out very poorly for them. The execution was very flawed, and mm-hmm. and like no one no one liked it who tried that <laughs> early. So I, I I don't know. I again think that it's a thing where it seems like. A very very attractive idea in theory and but google of all people will have mm. done the work to see whether it would be a practical idea right mm. i'm excited to try decks like i'm i'm willing to to give it a shot even though i wasn't that that thrilled about the demo i'd, I'd like to try it and, and put it through its paces and see if it's actually capable of what they're saying it is yeah. mm-hmm. um but i can't imagine like samsung is not they're not great at UX and UI. Like, no. That's mm-hmm. not their They're strength. not a software no. company. Sense yeah. is still, like, Sense is every single phone that come, comes out, it senses Samsung's UI, right? Uh, it's TouchWiz. Touch formerly Touch known Wiz. as TouchWiz, now it's okay. Samsung. Yeah. I don't know where I got Sense from. Anyways, Touch, that's every, HTC. Yeah. Is it is yeah. HTC? Okay, so every year, TouchWiz is sort of part back more and more. Um, it used to be sort of intrusive. They used to make you use all of Samsung's apps, and they're slowly pulling that back. And with the S8, it's even less present. But there's still like that Samsung gloss over everything, and sometimes there's like features that, that make sense. That, like, um, I can't I can't think of one offhand, but <laughs> which is probably a bad thing. But yeah, I mean, sometimes there are features show. that make sense, right? Uh, but I, I I just don't I don't see this working. I just don't think it's going to work out. Yeah, that's that's my biggest sort of like warning factor is like if Samsung's not great at that side, like why would they then be able to take this translate it to a desktop experience starting from that? point and then make that something that people want to use because ultimately if you're doing if you're setting up for a task that you want to do on a computer rather than on a yeah. phone you're going to be spending some time at that or you know like you're, you're it's a more concentrated task 
if you if it's a subpar UX, like you're you're gonna give it up pretty quick. Yeah, that's right? a fair point. Yeah, I'll be surprised if Samsung does implement uh, this technology well. Yeah. So returning to the phone itself and the bigger picture of the phone, um, do you think that presentation was a success? And specifically in the context of, you know, this is coming after the Note Seven, right? Like, is this? I mean, did Samsung really have to win back people? And if it did, is this the phone that wins back, you know, the Samsung faithful? I, I it's, it's strange, but I think we really, um, when I said earlier that I thought the Note 7 thing would blow over, yeah, um, it really has blown over, even more than I would expect it to have. Mm. I mean, yeah, it. I don't even think people remember it very well now. And they know the name Note 7, mm -hmm. but they might not even attach that to Samsung in many instances. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know. It, it seems like they really didn't have too much work to do to get people excited about it. Mm -hmm. And we saw just as much interest as ever on the site uh, uh, for the S8 as it's we did of, for anything else. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think they also got some... Like they they got some like underdog cred for it too. Like yeah. it, it gave a bit of a comeback story that people wanted to, to cheer for them. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I also like I just think I think they don't really they Samsung is in a position that like as long as they nail the basics, like it doesn't really matter how they present the phone. Like the it, the phone is going to do well, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. and they've done a lot of things that carried over the things that were successful about past lines and i think that's kind of what is important these days in smartphones and will be for the foreseeable future i think ar any other add-on features are very very pie in the sky and and basically it's about executing on like the things that were successful what mm -hmm. i found fascinating about it visually was it was like the combination of the s7 edge and the note 7 into one device like the the edges aren't pronounced as um like the S7 Edge, they're, they're more like the Note 7s, but they're also not quite the same. And then you have this, the curved body of uh, the Note 7. It was this weird mishmash. It's like they took both phones, everything that was great about the Note 7 and everything that was great about the S7 Edge in terms of design and created this thing that was yeah. neither, but kind of the same as both of them. Well, to Daryl's point, do you think that, um, that Samsung went a little too far in trying to get put everything in the kitchen sink into this mm -hmm. phone? Well, like, I, I mean, as long as, like Daryl said, as long as it nails the basics, I'm cool with gimmicks. I Sometimes gimmicks and stuff like that excite me. Like, I, I in my hands-on, I talked a lot about how I was impressed with the demonstration of their, like, Windows Hello facial recognition thing. I think that could be yeah. really, really cool if all I have to do is hold my phone up to my face and it logs me in automatically. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I really I like that on Surface Book. Like, yeah, I really yeah. like the mm -hmm. Windows device. It works so good. And, and Windows Hello was garbage for me anyways when it first launched. I think I've talked to you about yep. this before. Yep. Um, where you only at first could take two pictures or something like that. And then they expanded it with updates where... It, you could take photos with glasses on, glasses off, different lighting. Yeah. All that. And then it oh, works. Yeah. It's great. It works great now. It's awesome. And it logs me in right away to my surface. But I think they've done a lot of behind the scenes work on their machine learning. So exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping is that Samsung um, has done something to make this work as yeah. they showed me during this demonstration. But again, with so many things with the S8, I didn't get to try it out myself. Uh, so when you kind of design a phone like this, uh, which like you said, and like I said, Rose, um, takes the kitchen sink approach where do you go from there what is like does samsung skip the note 8 you know is it just you know hibernate for a year or like like what kind of features will the s9 have that sets it apart from this device 
All right, that's a really good question. I think they will have a note eight, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any, re- especially now with the reception that they're seeing for the S8, I don't think there's any reason that they would avoid it. Um, and then as for new features, uh, they really have tapped out quite a lot of stuff. Maybe they'll try for, you know, a purely no bezel device. Maybe they'll just have a... Is that even practical? A, a round disc that's all touch. What's practical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to turn into a drone and fly away. Yeah. yeah. I, think, oh I, think they, I think they keep they keep everything in. Like, the, the Samsung is great in the way that they are willing to try new things and make them headline features and then... Those things just live on. Like, they never mm-hmm. really go away or leave the phone. They're still there. They're available if you dig through settings and menus. Like, all that stuff is there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't detract from the main experience. They're still a great phone to use on, like, a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And then all that stuff is still there, too. So it's it's like a weird sort of, like, wacky doodle, like, eccentric inventor kind of approach to things. Mm-hmm. But what's great about it is that it doesn't impact its usability as an everyday device, right? And I like that about Samsung. So I think they'll um, do more of that. Apart from when they really rush through production and then it starts exploding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, well, on basic material science, don't do the wackadoo stuff. Like, yeah. just make batteries that don't explode, right? Yeah. I think I think the Note brand is going to take a break for a little bit. Um, I think it'll be back eventually. Probably not this year. Um, in my opinion, I think it's going to take a couple of years off, but it'll be it'll be back. But they're already selling Note 7's refurb in Canada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that That's what they said, yeah. So why... Actually, they're not selling in Canada, are they? Canada uh, was one of the glist countries, I thought. Or no? I think I think they got back to us and said yeah. that they, they aren't selling specifically. Korea, oh, I think I learned that on mobile syrup, and it was incorrect. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, was, yeah. it was updated, Daryl. It was a rumor then. Then Samsung... <laughs> so I think in it, what happened was initially it was a rumor, um, and Canada was one of the rumored... Regions, uh, and then they reach out to us, and we're like, "Hey, you guys are wrong." Okay. <laughs> but in some, in some areas, there are some areas where yeah. they're, they're selling it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it's like emerging, emerging mm-hmm. markets. But they retain um, the branding. Yeah, yeah. they're still going to call it the Note Seven. Um, I think here, the sting or the burn of the Note Seven well, is it's, it's felt more a regulatory more. than yeah, anything. Yeah. You can't, you know, after two failed. Well, that's that's true. True. getting them through the FAA yeah. process again, right? To have the bell unrung. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a point. Yeah, Um, so I think it's going to come back, but not anytime soon. um, There are certain phones that have legacies, you know, like with uh, was it the iPhone four? They introduced the Retina screen. Uh, Yes, I believe it is right. But okay, so um, where my question was going, there are certain phones that have legacies, right? Where it's kind of a the jury comes out on certain features. So with the iPhone four instance, you know before then like screens were pretty terrible on phones right uh with the nexus 5x 6p we kind of saw um we saw android come into maturity in a way that it hadn't before if this phone has a legacy what's it going to be that's a hard question um the kitchen sink kitchen sink approach yeah I mean, bezel. it might be, I think it might be the um, weird long aspect ratio thing, mm-hmm. which also the LG G6 is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, they're not likely to go back on that, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And now that two major Android uh, flagships have the super long display, um, it's only likely that others will jump on that. And then apps will be optimized for that. Do they have the same aspect ratio? Those two it's, they're yeah. slightly, it's different. slightly different. So maybe that's the legacy. Like it'd be, it'd be kind of cool in a way if it could, if you could break that and say like, listen, th- they don't have to be this, re- this kind of rectangle. They can be this kind of rectangle. <laughs> they can be square. They can be whatever. Because mm-hmm. Android's kind of built for that, right? Like it has scalability. Yeah, scalability. In the mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Uh, so, Daryl, uh, since it's your first time on the pod, we have a tradition here where we end the pod with a shout out. Uh, so we'll give you a, and that can be to any person, any product, uh, piece of news. Uh, so we'll give you a chance to think of one while uh, Rose and Patrick give theirs. Oh, good. Do you have because one already? Because I, I just got to look up something. So prepared all month for this. Um, I'm, I'm very much kidding. I'm actually thinking of what to to do right now. Okay, okay. so I will do normally promote something. Out. No, so I will give, I will say uh, this. Um, so our colleague, uh, Jessica Vomero, is leaving us this week. Oh, yes. Uh, That's a good show. She's, she's um, it's her last week, and she's going to Global News. Uh, I was about to say CTV, but they're totally different things, guys. They are mm. totally I don't know. Different. I don't know anything about Canada's mainstream news uh, landscape. Uh, they're in different buildings. Oh. In the same area. Though, <laughs> in the same too. area in Scarborough. <laughs> Up in Don Mills. Um, I believe she's going to be uh, the tech reporter there. So, yeah. Uh, or one of the tech reporters because, you know, they're way bigger than us. Oh, my um, gosh. So uh, if you follow her on Twitter or if you just follow her here on uh on uh, mobile syrup send Please, her some love yeah send her some love drop into a comment uh, section and just be like hey Jess good luck and also just send me some love because I'm losing her and it makes me sad mm-hmm. so I'm trying to replace Jessica Bomero with a little added joy in my life but mm-hmm. I don't know how because she's so joyful mm-hmm okay all right I have a shout out all right uh, it. it is to Roger also known as Rogers. Um, so they have done some pretty cool stuff with Connected for Success, with uh, which uh, provides low-cost internet to subsidized housing, people mm-hmm. on subsidized housing. Um, it's really neat, um, and it gives people an opportunity. I mean, with the internet, you can look for jobs, you can educate yourself. It's such a powerful tool, of course, mm-hmm. um, that it's perhaps one of the most important things that you could do for somebody who has a low income. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they're debuting a pilot program for 20 schools in Toronto to give those schools unlimited gigabit internet, which is intense. Um, is, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. At no cost. And so, I mean, that's amazing because I remember when I was at school, <laughs> the internet was near unusable and so mm-hmm. were the computers. But um, this is really, I feel, going to be very beneficial to those kids in those in those 20 schools. And they were the 20 schools that were the, you know, ranked the worst in the school district oh, okay. for, nice. for uh, internet speeds. So shout out to Rogers for that. Roger, yes. So my shout out is a game that I discovered last night called Death uh, Death Road to Canada. Whoa, what's uh, it about? It, it is a zombie game that's kind of um, what's that buzzword that people use to describe randomly generated games? Uh, it is Metroid, a roguelike. Roguelike, yes. It's a, it's a roguelike where every single time you play it, it's different. Um, you sort of build this team, and it's a hack and slash game where you try to get to Canada from I think Florida. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and there's like different sections of it where you have to make uh, decisions that change how the game plays out. And every time it's different and it's designed to be played in really short bursts. Um, it's made by this little indie studio, Rocket Cat Games, that's made a lot of other really good mobile games that I, I won't go into. Um, but it's great. It's kind of expensive. It's ten ninety nine. But uh, I am of the belief that mobile games should cost lots of dollars. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's good. It's worth picking up. Any political hot takes on that, Igor? Come on. You Are they Canadian? Provide- I don't think they're. I don't they're think not. they're. Well, no. the they're only hot not. take, uh, political hot take, is, uh, and this is great radio, by the way. If you notice, uh, Daryl has a great T-shirt. Oh, it says yeah. we're all vice presidents in the 
Joe Biden fan club. <laughs> so that'll lead me right into my uh, shout out. I'll give a Amazing shout out tea. to R. Stevens, the uh, mm-hmm. comic artist behind Diesel Sweeties, who is also the artist of this T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So uh, you check out his T-shirt store. He has a lot of great, amazing T-shirts. Oh, cool. Which is R. Stevens? R. Stevens. Richard Stevens is his name, mm-hmm. but he goes by R. Stevens. And I'll check it out. DieselSweeties.com is the place to go. Well, my Diesel political Sweeties. hot take is uh, Joe Biden, much better vice president than uh, Mr. Pence can ever dream of being. I mean, also, yeah. Yeah. So well, anyway, there's your no very controversial hot take. <laughs> Nobody would think like that. No one. The most beloved uh, vice president of recent memory <laughs> yeah. versus the most, the most memed hated. vice president. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, you're all vice presidents in our hearts. Um, so thank you. And it's all because you're listening and watching and supporting us here at Mobile Syrup. I think Pat has something else to say. Where, where can everybody find? Oh, yes. Where can every, where can people find you, Daryl? Uh, find me on Twitter at Etherington, just my last name. Also on TechCrunch, my bylines. Are there great memes and GIFs on your Twitter account? Uh, not my Twitter account. I try to put GIFs in as many TechCrunch articles as possible, and I make Almost you, all you of those gifts. Make it work wow. myself. So, how's cool. the uh, quota of putting your dog in your article? Oh, Go I'm on. actually way behind on that. I, God, I'll have it. to put my dog will appear in an in an article soon. Okay, that's something that's I look idea. forward to. I look forward to seeing Chelsea as well. Uh, yeah. So on that note, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you can, please give us a follow on your social media network of choice, whether that be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know the rest. Uh, also, make sure to drop a like slash comments at uh, iTunes or a review. That would be really helpful for us. Aside from that, thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.